Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Listen, I don't know if you all have noticed, but wickedness is all around us. Therefore, do not get caught up in its trap. Listen, we are living in a day and age where evil and wickedness is all around us. Both men and women are becoming more wicked, more evil, and more vile with each passing day. And you and I got to make sure we don't get caught up in the madness because it's so easy to get caught up. And the next thing you know, you are lifting your eyes in a burning hell trying to figure out How did you get there? Evilness is all around us. Deception lurks at every turn. Yes, and if you are not careful, your adversary who runs around like a a roaring lion will have you in his clutches. Beloved, I'm telling you what I know. You have to pay attention to your surroundings and who you allow in your inner circle. You cannot go everywhere. You can't watch everything on worldly secular television. You have to consider your comings and your goings. With each step, you got to look around you and say, am I in the will of God? Because it is so easy to get ensnared. So those steps we have to examine. Are those steps leading toward eternal life? Or have you made a detour and now you are facing God's wrath? Listen, when at one time you were on the shiny path to eternal life, We got sidetracked. 
we got we got sidetracked by three temptations that Satan has, and it has been working ever since the garden. It didn't work on Jesus, though. It worked on Eve and everyone after Adam. It worked. And what are those three temptations? Well, it is the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those those three temptations are all that is in the world. And if we look over there, what is that? Luke 14. I believe it's Luke 14, where Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. At the end, after all those temptations failed, the Bible says that that Satan, see, I got to go to it. Hold on. See, I was wrong. It's Luke 4, not Luke 14. Luke 4, verses 1 through 13 talks about how the devil tempts Jesus. And then if we come down, where are we at? To verse 13, it says, when the devil had finished every temptation. So all that he tried to tempt Jesus with, the Bible says, when he had finished every temptation. And Hebrews tells us that Jesus was tempted in all points, in all areas, but he sinned not. That is how he can empathize with us as a human being, being tempted by these same three temptations that he was tempted with, that was tempted with Eve. And we all know how that all panned out. And so we have an enemy that tries to tempt us with these exact same things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So if we give in to any one of those, then we will be back on that broad way straight to hell. Because the Bible is unanimous from Genesis to Revelation that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom. We cannot serve two masters. We cannot be in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Not simultaneously, we cannot. And so we cannot be deceived because Satan is deceiving the masses. So if you and I, do not know the real Jesus Christ. We are going to get caught up in the madness real quick. Yep. Because these evil men and women of Satan are treacherous in their maneuvers. They lack self-control. They are devoid of character and godly emotions. So these be family members, sometimes spouses, co-workers, friends, strangers, and worse yet, church leaders who have a form of godliness, but they are not serving the Lord Jesus Christ. These are apostates. They too have fallen for Satan's temptations. 
especially around the pride of life, because the pride of life is this excessive, prideful boasting of one's accomplishments through education, status, power, wealth, all of that. It's nothing wrong with having an appreciation for the things that God has blessed us with. But then we take it over the top where we just push him out the picture. And then we are like Nebuchadnezzar just glorying over his kingdom that he declared was created by his own hand. And God humbled him to an animal just so that he can understand. I got it twisted. It is not by my hand, but the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the one that blesses us with everything we have. And so when we walk in the pride of life, then we take pride in our kids our kids, our uh, careers, our spouses, our homes, our cars, clothing, you name it. Because Jesus said, what profit will it do a man to gain the whole world, but then you lose your soul chasing after all that is in the world. And John tells us over there in 1 John 2, 15 to 17, that all that is in the world, it comes from Satan. And he's talking about those same three temptations. And he warns us that all that is in the world with its lust is going to pass away. But those who does the will of God will live forever. So we must take into account that wickedness is all around us and we must not allow ourselves to get caught up just like coming off the heels of this pagan holiday you cannot tell these christians over there on facebook namely that christ is not in christmas Oh, yes, it is. I'm telling you, it was it was heated these last couple of days. Okay, about the simplicity of the gospel. Jesus, Jesus said that you cannot be his disciple if you love your mother, your father, your kids, your brothers, your sisters more than You do him and people love their kids more where they have no problem practicing idolatry in order to make the make the kids happy in order to make the spouse happy in order to make parents happy. And for what? Well, this is a day. This is a day of celebration. But for whom? Not Christ. Yes, it is. We should be happy that God sent Jesus to save us. Yes, we are blessed for that. But we don't we don't tie that blessed event into paganism. 
Listen, and it's, it's just astounding and staggering the amount of laziness that one refuses to study about the one whom they serve because if they knew the real Jesus, if they really, truly had fellowship with the Father, well, they would know that God hates idolatry. All we got to do is just read the Old Testament, beloved. My goodness, study the prophets and we will see exactly how angry God got behind pagantry, um, not pagantry, paganism, idolatry. It's like cheating on your spouse and bringing your lover home for dinner. Saying, honey, we got company. And your spouse is like, well, who's that? Oh, that's my my lover I've been having on the side. But because I know you love, look, because I know you love me, then you wouldn't have a problem with me bringing home my boy toy or my side piece. And you really expect your spouse to be okay with that? Just in his face, in her face, just laying out your nastiness and your adultery. And you honestly think that you are honoring your spouse because you brought him home. It's not like you doing this in secret. So he... He must be okay with it because it's not like I bring him home every day, only once a year. But the rest of the year, I love you, sweetie pie. What? And sweetie pie is like, you're crazy. You, You got me twisted. You mean to tell me all of this love and this covenant that we have with one another? You really think it is okay? For you to bring your lover boy up in my house and sit at my table and eat the food that I bought. I sweated blood and tears to work three jobs to provide all of this for you. And this is the thanks you give me. And you got the nerve to have a smile on your face and want me to be okay that just because this one day you chose to bring your adulterous affair in my face paraded around under my nose and you want me to be okay with that? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? And we all know how that ended that night. Well, how much more so when we parade in front blatantly, openly, shamelessly before the God who saved our wretched soul from hell's damnation that we trot in idols before him. Now, mind you, these are they. Okay, all year claiming I'm a warrior for Jesus 
All you got to do is, is, is just believe God's grace is amazing. Yada, yada, yada. But then you bring this pagan holiday around and everybody, not everybody, those who are deceived, they think that it is okay to practice idolatry, but because they say, no, it's not idolatry. I'm doing this to honor God. I mean, to honor Jesus birth. And this is a time where godless family members can come over to the house and we can sit back and talk about the gospel. I wonder how many how many homes actually did that? Because the Bible says bad company will corrupt your good morals. So you mean to tell me that all year <laughs> you didn't have this opportunity that you claim that you are going to do on pagan Christmas that you had all year to do, but you weren't able to convince auntie and unc and grandma and them that the way they are are living that they will end up in a burning hell so you mean to tell me none of the 364 days that you had at your disposal that you were not able to preach them the gospel but you say this one pagan day, because this is your, listen, truth be told, now stop the madness. That day is your favorite day of the year. It's your favorite day. And you know that the whole world points to this day as a day of celebration. You love everything about Christmas. Yes, you do. From that phallic tree to those jingle bells to that reef on your door to you going in debt trying to please the, the children, the grandchildren, your friends, your co-workers. The pride of life is steeped on you. And you are going to say, well, no, that's the time that we are going to preach the gospel to them. Auntie ain't looking for the gospel, honey. She's <laughs> she's coming over there for the eggnog. Unc, I can assure you, he is not coming over there for you to tell him that he can't have three girlfriends and five baby mamas all in the same town. And that if he don't stop it, he's going straight to a burning hell. Unc is already drunk. You want to know why? Because he done stopped from house to house before he got to your house. And he is lit like a Christmas tree. So you mean, so you mean to tell me you are going to tell these evil, wicked people who have no intention whatsoever in repenting that you are going to take that opportunity. So if that's the logic, right? So let's just say they come over and here you are preaching the gospel, right? And once they say, no, I nope, I'm not coming to Christ. Because according to your feeble excuse and outright lie, that the reason why you are, look, the reason why you are even doing this is so that this can be a good opportunity to preach them Jesus. 
Okay, so they all come over and here you go preaching the gospel and every last single one of them say no. So do you now shut the party down? Because according to you, right, Holy Spirit, that was your whole intention. It wasn't about the idolatry. I know Jesus wasn't born on that day, but friends and family, that can be an opportune time to preach them the gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now once they all say no, again, do you shut the party down? Do you take down the ornaments? Do you throw those gifts out into the snow? Do you take that dinner and throw it out the window? Because for what? Well, you're probably going to eat. You might as well eat the turkey and the ham. Okay. So do you say to them, okay, well, you know what? Since none of you want to hear the gospel, I'm closing my house down because I only did this. So so this opportunity says everyone is under one roof collectively, but y'all said no. So I'm about to turn off the lights. No, you don't do that because you want to know why? Because, because that mm, that was an excuse to practice and indulge in your paganism. Well, no, I'm not a pagan. I don't do this every year. So, okay, well, tell the spouse whose wife or husband trotted in their, their lesbian lover on the side, their homosexual lover on the side, and their little boy toy and side pieces, and, and tell them, just like you are telling Holy God, to tell them that, well, it's not like I bring them home every day. So why are you mad? Yeah, explain that to crazy man whom you know have a jealous issue, who, who you know have anger management issues. Tell them to their faces that you... Because you don't care what they have to say that you are going to bring this lover, this adulterous affair to the house. And we all going to sit down at the table and we all going to have a nice meal and we all going to sing jingle bells all the way to hell. Beloved, listen, okay, like I said, the world is going mad and we have men and women who claim they love Jesus, love him so much that they are willing to participate in paganism just to show Jesus how much they are so grateful that he was born. Knowing that he, that's not his birthday, but nonetheless, they want to still be part of the world. Beloved, listen, if Christ Jesus, the Savior of the world, if he was really about Christmas, do you think the Catholics, the atheists, the Mormons, the Baptists, the Buddhas, the Hindus, all of those false religions, do you really think that they would set aside to honor the Christ the son of the living God. Think about it. 
absolutely not. All year, they put symbolisms in our faces to show that they detest Jesus Christ. Even the Roman pagan Catholic Church have an, an upside down cross on a staff that the Pope carries around mocking the crucifixion. And you mean tell me with all of their mass? Because see, what mass is all about is about the victim being murdered. And so they are taking glee that Jesus was murdered. Not that, you know, in respect and reverence of what he has done for us. No, they are taking glee in it. They are glad that he was murdered. So unless you do just an ounce of study behind paganism, especially Christmas, it would do you well. And so you can stop lying to your children, stop lying to yourself because you are not lying to God. Oh, he sees right through that charade. You don't love him. And I don't care what you say. You don't. You are not in the business of denying yourself and picking up that cross and following Jesus. So you can argue with me until you are blue in the face. You can argue with those other brethren who are every single time of this year. We try to enlighten the body. Don't do it. Is wickedness. Do you know that the Bible says no idolater will inherit the kingdom of God? And so many of us this time of year find ourselves regurgitating common sense. If this world who rejects Jesus, because Jesus tells us over there in John 7, 7, that the world hates him. So who do you think the world is that he's talking about? He's not talking about just atheists. He's talking about that Babylonian, Luciferian, Satan-loving world. Oh, See, this is why I do get frustrated. Not that it takes me down, but it's like it's like I'm I'm just so astounded. I I am literally befuddled. Now that we have all repented, right? We've come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And He's revealing himself to us. How could we in all good conscience? Because the Bible says, do not even give an appearance of evil. Even if it looks like or, or, or smells like it's about to be contrary to the word, to the word of God, then don't do it. Don't. Obviously, we know you don't celebrate Christmas every day, but you really think it will be okay 
with the Savior that this day along with the rest of the world who hates him that you too can participate because woohoo this would be a day to preach the gospel okay but then what are you doing with the rest of the 364 why in particular listen I am not saying not to have joy in your heart that Christ came to this world, that he was born of a virgin to die for the sins of his people. I'm not saying don't remember that in your heart and be grateful and therefore walk in obedience to this wonderful good news that Happened to the world, but the world at large rejected Jesus. Do you not understand? Where's my bell? Do you not understand this world cares two flips about Jesus Christ? That Jesus that the world, quote unquote, is celebrating is really Satan. Yes, beloved, wake up. Well, Christmas just means so much to me. I know it did to all of us when we were in the world. Who didn't love getting gifts? Who didn't love going from house to house, family house, friends house, exchanging gifts? Who didn't like that when we didn't know any better? But now that we are born again, it's a trap. Is a trap, beloved. Wake up. Because it's like, do, do you not know that idolatry is sin and you won't inherit the kingdom of God? It's like, do you not know this? I know I, I be getting heated. It's only because once you realize just how close to hell's fire you was, it changes your whole life in relation to Jesus Christ. So I go hard for the one that I truly love. Now, I know sometimes I may be going over the top. Oh, well. Oh, well. Listen, who is going to stand up for truth among the body of Christ? I mean, this is why, who was it? In Ezekiel, right? The Lord said to lift up your voice as a trumpet and spare not. No, so I'm not sparing nothing. And you going on about how, (laughs) it's just, Beloved, I'm uh, hold on a minute because it's who let me take a moment. You have people professing Jesus, right? You start provoking them in this sin of idolatry because we we are we are picking on idolatry and paganism today, right? You start tapping on what that flesh really wants to do and you will see the ugliness come out in people. Yes. Yes. And just because they don't like to be rebuked. 
the fruit of who they truly are comes out of their mouths. Because it's like, it's not like we are attacking them personally as individuals. We are pointing to the sin of idolatry. The Bible says not to have anything to do with anything to do with the appearance of the fruitless deeds of darkness. Even if it even smells like this is something that the devil's hand is on, avoid it. So what? You you grew up under this tradition, but you say you are born again. All those things that we were attached to in the world has to die. Yes. Because see, the whole truth of the matter is you want what you want. So if we are not talking about idolatry, some want sex, all kinds of sex, claiming the name. Some want power, prestige, wealth, covetousness, all professing the name. Pick a sin, anyone. And once you start poking and prodding the brethren, that that is not something born again, children of the most high God participate in. You should see the venom, the venom. They start calling you all kinds of names. They start damning, damning you to, to hell. Sarcasm is on the rise. So we might as well just agree that God is just a big old meanie. And I'm like, how, how immature is this? Well, we can all agree that God is just a big old meanie. And, that, and, and because we love Jesus and we just want to honor his birth, well, then he's just sending all, all of us to hell. <clears throat> and I'm like to myself, please grow up. Please grow up. You're missing the point. The reality of the situation is that you want sin. And so this is where we get a lot of postings about, well, I don't want anyone commenting on this post. I'm going to celebrate Christmas. If you don't like it, well, I'm going to do it. Well, then I'll just go to hell then because I'm just worshiping Jesus. Uh-huh. Listen. Because somebody says something about the the other side of something like, like we should understand the, the other side of it all is that we we love Jesus and we are so glad that he was born. And so whether or not that that this is the day that he was born or not, well, we are going to celebrate Christmas because y'all ain't nothing but a bunch of devils. How how could y'all hate on Jesus? And then here here's the flip. Here's the flip. See, this bright Holy Spirit, this is nothing but psychology. They, in turn, say that we, 
don't love Jesus because we are not joining in on the madness and celebrating his birth. And therefore, we are going straight to hell because we are not joining hands in Kumbaya with the rest of the world who hates Jesus, by the way, because I got to keep pointing out that biblical truth that because everybody is doing it, then we too must do it, especially Christians, <laughs> especially Christians. Okay. Well, listen, compromising Christians, okay, all they are are stumbling blocks. It is bad enough. We have to contend with the ills and the evils of this world. We would think that the body of Christ will come into oneness, standing in unity with Jesus Christ against evil. There's a lot of compromising going on to the detriment of the professing Christian. Do not be deceived, beloved. Okay. God hated idolatry and the worshiping of false gods in the Old Testament, and he hates it in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Listen, there is nothing wrong with remembering Jesus poured out blood that ratified the new covenant, because that's what he wants to put us in remembrance of him. But why lump your worship on a day because, see, this is what I'm still trying to understand. Why lump your worship on a day that is widely known for paganism and the worshiping of a false Christ? So many justifications and outright contrariness and rebellion to the word of God huh, can be made why Christians who claim the name want to join in with every pagan and atheist on a day supposedly celebrating, here we go, the birth of Christ. They come up with many justifications. Watch, watch, watch come 2023. Once all the Christmas satanic spirit has gone away and... <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not going to laugh. It, it, it's just it's just irony. Once all that Christmas satanic spirit goes away and the reality of how much money they spent is going to be staring them in the face. Once those bills start trickling in come February and March and April. You are going to see a lot of posts about how put your faith and trust in Jesus. It don't matter if your money is looking funny. Continue to tithe and God is going to bless you. He will restore your fortunes. Have faith. Have faith. Uh-huh. Well, the reason why you now want to stand in big time faith is because you're broke now. And so now you want to run to God 
thinking that if you throw him some money through the false doctrine of tithing and sowing money seed, that he is going to restore, quote unquote, your fortune. When when you spent all your money on pagan day, idolizing your kids, your spouse and your friends and your families with all the lavish Lavish gifts you've bestowed on them just racking up your credit card debt, spending all of your quote unquote Christian savings, I mean Christmas savings. And so now come March, you are starting to feel the pinch. It's a vicious cycle, beloved. Vicious, vicious cycle. And so Yep, Holy Spirit, I, I, I hear you. So, although they claim that it's only one time of the year that they are doing this, which is not true, because some starts Christmas saving clubs come January 1st. They, every day, whatever, every week, every month, contribute contribute to their paganism idolatry fund they take money that God has so graciously given to them and put it in a fund set aside to honor a demon a false god where they could have taken that money and go and help the poor but oh no no because of their anticipating pagan day 12 months down the road, they want to make sure they have enough money to indulge in the flesh once again. So don't tell me about how you don't practice paganism all year when you set aside money, money just so you can buy and exchange gifts and do it all over again and then we find ourselves once again this time of the year trying to snatch the brethren from hell's fire who are kicking and screaming listen we cannot be stumbling blocks to the body of Christ with overt idolatry and bowing down to false gods. No, beloved. So, yeah, I I feel I feel some kind of way. I feel some kind of way because you don't you have no idea obviously how much God hates idolatry. This is spiritual adultery. Adultery. No, it's not. Listen, your spiritual immaturity is on full display. When correction is coming your way, listen. Okay? No one is personally attacking you. But this is why the Bible tells us do not forsake the fellowshipping amongst one another so that as we see the day of Christ approaching we can encourage one another to stay out of sin and idolatry and I don't care how you try to justify it is still sin I'm, I'm telling 
I'm telling you, some of us are living in self-delusion, self-deception, because you are deluded to even think for one moment that God is okay with this. No, he wasn't okay with Israel doing it. And he's not okay with you doing it either. So here we go. The question becomes, are you truly born again? Okay, because I never want to overstep anyone's relationship with the Lord. Maybe you are just deceived in this area. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, just like with any sin, you won't get into the kingdom if this is what you habitually, perpetually practice. You practice idolatry every day when you are setting aside money to put into a special location for paganism. That's what you, well, no, I'm, I'm just saving up money so that my kids can have a good Christmas. How many times have we heard that? When are you going to say, you know what? I'm putting my foot down against paganism, against commercialism, against hatred, against Jesus. Because I know exactly that if Jesus was truly in this, the world would want to have absolutely nothing to do with it. Just like they don't want anything to do with the gospel. These are they who I'm telling you. Being out here on the streets preaching the gospel, these are they who will throw up the middle finger in a minute when you tell them that Jesus said, but unless you repent, you too shall all likewise perish and they throw up the finger and blasphemy behind that. And these are they, here we go. Soon as this day approach, they are the first ones to talk about Jesus is the reason for the season and all of this celebration of Christ's birth. But just a month ago, when I'm preaching the Jesus that you believe you are celebrating, and I'm telling you what he said, because unless he is saying, ho, 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 you don't want to have nothing to do with him. So when I'm preaching Jesus message is repent. Otherwise you're going to perish. You throw up the middle finger. How is it now? Just two months later, here you go. Jingle belling your way through the, through the driven snow. Hypocrisies is abound. Yes. So, we got to understand we have an enemy who hates Jesus because I'm telling you, they can block me and others and damn me to hell as a quote unquote ignorant Christian basher. And I'm like, mm -mm -mm. and and allude that I'm stealing the Christmas joy. Well, all of their wanting of that sinful paganism and the real Jesus too. Mm-mm. You can't have both. Nope. It's all going to show up on Judgment Day. So, 
all of this is to merely wake people up. Because it's like, how sleep can you be on biblical truth? You're not going to make it into the kingdom, beloved. If you think for one minute that God will go back on his commandment, you shall have no gods before him, nor should you bow down to idols. Well, you are deceived. And if you don't repent, you're going to go straight to a burning hell. And then you are taking many with you because they are just as blind. And then when they see you posting that, they go, yeah, that's right. Because, you know, I've been seeing a lot of this anti-Christ spirit going on today. Don't they know it is Jesus' birth and that we should all be in festive I don't know what they want to call a festive mood, attitude, what? No, we, for the record, we are not coming against Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What we are coming against is sin. And in this case, the sin of idolatry. That's what we're coming against. But because you are blind, you don't see that. You think someone is being a Grinch. So, like I said, watch. Watch come 2023 and then you will see all the postings about trusting God. Never give up on him. Grace is all you need. Jesus is Lord and Savior. I'm a warrior for Christ. Believe in the one who died for you. I plead the blood of Jesus over my kids, my spouse, my house. And it goes on and on and on. So my whole stance is do not be a hypocrite. Don't go into 2023 as you left 2022. A hypocrite. That is all I'm trying to convey and that we must repent. Repent, turn from wickedness. So what if the world is indulgent? Are you or are you not a child of the living God? Because children of God, they don't make it a practice to go on sinning. And if anyone is ignorant... And I'm not saying this as to degrade anyone, but to be ignorant is not to know. So if you don't know the whole satanic history behind Christmas, well, when we share that with you, instead of saying, you know what, I repent. I didn't know all of this was behind Christmas because, right, we didn't know that all of that was behind it as well. So once we got shocked into reality that this is sin and that's not even Jesus' birthday and to even indulge in that whole festivities, we are really worshiping Satan. Satan. So we are being duped. You are being duped and deceived. So. All that to say this, beloved, all of that ranting, if you will, 
if you truly, <clears throat> if you truly love Jesus Christ, you will make it your absolute business to find out what pleases him and what pleases the father. And on no day of the week does idolatry pleases God under the premise of being joyful that he sent Jesus. Mm-mm, that's manipulation. That is downright witchcraft. You are trying to manipulate the minds of those who truly love the real Jesus, that it is okay to come into fellowship with darkness under the guise of we are celebrating Christ's birth. No, you're not. No, you're not. What you are, in fact, doing is celebrating in Satan's hatred towards Jesus Christ. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Because one, per one person said to me that paganism, how they phrase it? Paganism is in the heart that if your heart is not something. See, I'm telling you, when, when you're dealing with the blind, okay, they have you all over the place. Something to the effect that Paganism starts in the heart that if that is not in your heart, then it's not paganism. And I'm like, what? What high sounding nonsense is this? <clears throat> if you are indulging in paganism, it's because you want to. And idolatry is what's coming out of that heart. Jesus told us what comes out of of the heart is what defiles a man. So let us end this rant with, well, two scriptures. I want to take us over here to Mark 7. Mark 7, right? Let me open this up. If we come down here to, what is it? Mm-hmm. 20, nope, I want to, I want to start it at verse 18. <clears throat> and he, meaning Jesus, said to them, those Pharisees, because you see, the Pharisees with all of their traditions and commandments of men, they were highly upset that Jesus' disciples were not following the traditions of the elders by not washing their hands before they eat, therefore defiling themselves. And Jesus is about to tell them it's not right. And so with unclean hands, the food that they eat and put it into the body that they will be defiled. And Jesus is telling them, no, that's not what defiles a person. And so we see starting in verse 18 of Mark 7, and he said to them, are you too so foolish and lacking in understanding? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile and dishonor him since it does not enter his heart, but only his stomach. And from there it is eliminated. 
By this, he declared all foods ceremonially clean. Amen. Verse 20. And he said, whatever comes from the heart of a man, that is what defiles and dishonors him. For from within, that is out. Okay. Out of the heart of men come base and malevolent thoughts and schemes and acts of sexual immorality, deaths, murders, adulteries, acts of greed and covetousness, wickedness, deceit, unrestrained conduct, envy and jealousy and slander and profanity, arrogance and self-righteousness and foolishness, which is poor judgment. All these evil things, schemes and desires come from within and defile and dishonor the man. Amen. So what is in your heart will come out in your life. If your heart is all about godliness, righteousness, being consecrated to God, living clean, holy lives, well, that will show up in your life. You are not going to look to displease the Father with your behavior. So if your behavior is wrapped around idolatry and paganism, even if you believe that this is not pagan, that maybe, you know, centuries ago it was, but that today it's all been apparently, according to you, all cleaned up, that it's really not paganism anymore. Why? Because the Pope blessed this day. Please, please don't get me started about the Pope. Are you kidding me? So you rather take the Pope's word over Christ Jesus when he's telling us what comes out of this heart is wickedness. Listen, Jeremiah 17, 9, 10. The heart is deceitful. And what it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Amen. Well, Christ knows it because he's just finished telling us over here in Mark 7 what's in the heart. Look at the deceit. It is desperately wicked, that heart. And guess what? Okay, because Y'all could try to play these little mind games with the Lord if you want. He said back over here to Jeremiah in verse 10, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Amen. So let us come over here. Come on. We got to look at what are the works of the flesh, because many people do not know, obviously, what the works of the flesh are, because if you are participating in idolatry, that's a work of the flesh. Well, no, I'm not. Listen, 
I'm stop. I'm done going back and forth because see now I'm casting my pearls to swine and I'm not going to allow you to keep on beating me up. No. So where's this Galatians five? Okay. Let us, let us take it where I want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Verse 16. Okay. But I say, Walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts, his instructions, his teachings. So, for the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit. Now, listen, if you claim the name of Jesus Christ, we've had just, we have just been instructed not to walk in the flesh. Because he says that Paul says we are to walk habitually, not Every day, but December 25th, because on, on that day, I'm not walking in the spirit. I'll, I'll be actually walking in the sin of, of, of idolatry. Mm-mm. No, habitually means this is a practice. This is how you live. Okay. So, um, Right. Verse 17, for the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit and the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature for these two, the sinful nature and the spirit are in direct opposition to each other continually in conflict. So. So that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. But, okay, we know that temptation is out there. Okay, and this flesh will strive with your born again spirit to indulge. Mm -hmm. So rather than shut it down and say no flesh, I know in times past, This is what we did. But now that we are born again, we ain't doing it. Even if I don't personally believe that this day is pagan. But the fact that Christ don't approve of idolatry, I'm not even going near it. I'm not because I personally don't see anything wrong with it. But you know what? I don't even want to give the appearance that I'm okay with sin. Cause see, that's the mindset. And this is, and this is what it truly means to deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow Jesus. Cause I can assure you, Jesus will not lead you into idolatry. 
but I don't believe it's idolatry. Well, I'm quite sure the homosexual does not think that sleeping with the same sex is sin either. I'm quite sure the rapists have the same sentiment. Nonetheless, it is sin. It's sin. And our job is to be able to receive correction. If you don't, if you don't want to take it from any one of us, fine. Go into the word for yourself. Read those Old Testament prophets and see and come back and tell me how did God, God feel about idolatry, uh, hmm, idolatry and spiritual fornication and adultery. And then maybe we can have another conversation. So over here, Galatians 5, 17, right? No, verse 18. But if you are guided and led by the spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now, the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, just total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry. Mm -mm -mm. This is a work of the flesh. Idolatry. You idolize and put forth everyone, everything above holy God. Even though you read in the New Testament just how dangerous and damnable idolatry is and that those who participate in it face God's wrath and you do it anyway and you think that your justification is okay that you can actually get away with this because you believe that this will be an opportune time to preach the gospel like I said earlier once that fails, once the people say, you know what, thanks, but no thanks. Are you going to shut the party down? Because according to you, this is the only reason why you are even doing this. So that so that you can take this opportunity because apparently you missed 364 other days that you could have. But you figured Okay, well, you know what? I love Jesus and I know that this day is celebrated among the world and people will be coming over. Okay, so let me just take this opportunity and tell them the good news. Okay, that's good intention, right? Okay, well then why must you put up all of the decorations all of the Christmas trees, all of the paganism that surrounds that whole event. If all you really want to do is preach them the gospel, why you have to do it with a phallic symbol in the corner? Why you got to have the jingle bells? Why you got to have the mistletoe? 
Why you have to participate in exchanging gifts? Because this is what the pagans did as they worshiped their false gods. All of that activity, they were indulging in the exact same activities. And it still has the same ties to Satan. It, it hasn't changed, beloved. Uh, uh. I know you think because we are now in the 21st century that that we we are wiser than our ancestors, that because of, of technology at the tip of our fingertips, that we are somehow more more worldly and more knowledgeable than those in the past. Beloved, it's the same old dance with the devil. He don't care that it is the 21st century. The same shenanigans that went down in the Garden of Eden. He is still playing today and you have just fallen into his trap. It is called the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. You want, listen, truth be told, truth be told, because y'all can stop the madness. And the foolishness. Truth be told, you want people to come over to to witness your handiwork, how you decorated the house, how much of a good cook you are, how much money you have to to give out such expensive gifts. It's the same old dance. Wake up. So back over here to Galatians, right? Because we were talking about the works of the flesh. Verse 20, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions. And don't we find just about all of this going down at these quote unquote Christmas family dinners? Ain't no, <laughs> for the most part. Okay, because I'm not there to witness, but I have been around enough of them to know what be going down on this day. A lot of drinking alcohol, people are fighting, people are bringing up strifes and, and grievances. Cousin don't like another cousin. Killings, murders, sacrifices, all this is going down on this day. So, granted, some families, they can get along, but a lot of them don't. Grandma still don't know how to keep her mouth shut. So, at Christmas dinner, all the dirty laundry just spills on out. Why? Because grandma is drunk. Dr grandma don't know how to control her mouth, nor her liquor. Mommy and daddy are just fighting. Every time you look around, they fighting about something. Siblings are jealous of one another. You, you, it's a mess. It's a mess. And yet, people indulge in this activity year after year, searching for what? This is not bringing you closer to Jesus. If anything, it is driving a wedge. So we see mm -hmm, verse 21, envy, drunkenness, 
riotous behavior, excuse me, riotous behavior and other things like these. Listen, Paul said, I warned you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us is what love unselfish concern for others joy inner peace patience not the ability to wait but how we act while waiting kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law and those listen Verse 24 is going to shut down the madness. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. Missy, my brother, did you just hear that? So, Please stop saying that how, well, I guess God is just a meanie. If he don't want us to celebrate this, okay, because because all we trying to do is just celebrate Jesus birth. But if this sends us to hell, okay, then I agree with you. Listen, don't be sarcastic. Don't do that. It's not a good look. Stop. Because, listen, verse 25, because if you thought verse 24 said it all, verse 25, if we claim, okay, if we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk. That means live your life by the Spirit. With what? Personal integrity. Godly character. Moral courage. Our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we must not become conceited, challenging, or provoking one another, envying one another. Amen. Listen, we are not trying to fight with you provoking you to be upset with us what we are doing is challenging your beliefs if you say you are born again if you claim to live by holy spirit idolatry is sin one of which You will not inherit the kingdom of God because you are practicing idolatry. So, I don't know what else more need to be said. Beloved, if you are truly born again, the Bible tells us we do not make it a practice to go on sinning. Have we reached sinless perfection? Absolutely not. However, we strive consistently 
to live a life that honors God, that pleases him. If what we are doing, okay, because this is where self-examination comes into play. If we are doing anything that even hints toward sin, shut it down. Shut it down. Even if this is not your intention, we have to start looking at things from God's perspective. Because at the <clears throat> at the end of the day, his perspective is the only one that's going to matter on judgment day. Because we can stand up on judgment day and say, well, I wasn't practicing paganism. I don't do child sacrificing. I don't I don't cut up animals and place their heads in people's beds. I don't I don't do chants. I don't do Ouija board. I was just only trying to celebrate and honor Christ's birthday. But I said not to have any gods before me. I haven't. Yes, you have. That's not Jesus. That was not his birthday. And all you had to do was to look in my word to see how I felt and dealt with the sin of spiritual idolatry and spiritual adultery. But I didn't know. No, we cannot claim ignorance because Jesus dispatches out his messengers to cry aloud and spare nothing, edifying the body of Christ in the administration of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We go out in the commission of Jesus Christ to preach the gospel, calling men to repentance, and waking up the brethren who are in sin, who are practicing open rebellion in the face of God and thinking that he is too dumb to understand that that is not idolatry. So if you don't like it, then you need to repent. Listen, eternity is forever of which we must never forget. And it is too long to be wrong to think that all you was doing was celebrating Jesus' birth when that's not even biblical. No, we're just beloved. Please wake yourself up. Nowhere in the scriptures do we see anyone celebrating Jesus' birth. Nowhere. We saw them celebrating uh, Herod's birth, but not Jesus. None of the apostles did it. Jesus himself didn't do it. God himself didn't celebrate Jesus' birth with a Christmas tree and paganism. Absolutely not. That is a tradition of men. Man came up with wicked men who, who are Satan's puppet. They came up with that. 
is not is nothing holy about that day. Nothing Christ like about that day. Not at all. Y'all better wake up. You better wake up. Christ Jesus is on his way back. And if we don't walk that straight and narrow path, none of us, none of us are going to make it. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your guidance and your love. Show us the way to go. Teach us what sin is because we see it in the Bible. We see it in the Bible and we cannot be ignorant to the fact that this flesh wants to resurrect. You're teaching that the flesh has been crucified with Christ is being lost on those who want to still be a part of this evil, wicked world. May we come out from this world and have absolutely nothing to do with it. Satan wants to take us out. Thank you, Father, for your protection. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for the precious shed blood of Jesus. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you that our sins have been washed away. And may we go forward henceforth in obedience. Not striving with the brethren. Not not trying to personally attack anyone. But pointing out sin. We are supposed to expose sin and alert the brethren. Sis, no, that's sin. My brother, uh uh-uh. God does not approve of that. We must stop it and come out of it and never go back in it ever again. Otherwise, we will not inherit God's kingdom. Thank you, Father, that in all that we do, That we do it with gentleness and with firmness and boldness. Not backing down. Not selling out. But to continue to preach Christ and Him crucified. Thank you, Father. We give you honor and reverence this day and every day. We don't run after what the pagans run after. Every little satanic holiday, here they go, trying to pull born-again children into the madness. And they go willingly. Those, I don't know what the situation is with them and Holy Spirit. I can't, I can't speak on it with first-hand account, but something is amiss. Jesus says that we can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. Oh, Father, it it weighs heavy on my heart. 
Why can't we be all in oneness together now? Everybody in the body just on board that we must stick close to Jesus and hate evil, all of it. What's the problem? Oh, Father, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness that you saved my wretched soul from certain damnation. And for that, I will be forever grateful. And I will be an oracle. I will be a spokesperson. I will be a messenger with the message of repentance. Turn. Otherwise, you're going to burn. Stick close to Jesus. Remain abiding in him. Forget about all that's going on in this world. This world, it, it's going to pass away with all of its lust. But the will of God and those who, who do the will of God will live forever. That's what we put our hope in, eternal life. That when Jesus returns, these lowly bodies will be glorified, transformed in an instant to be like Christ. We don't know what that really looks like, but we do know it'll be just like his in all of his glory and power and majesty. Thank you, Father. Thank you for it all. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. I know that was rough. It was rough for me, too. It was rough for me, too. It's a mess. A big old mess. But glory be to God, right? That we will stay on the straight and the narrow. Be not deceived. God won't be mocked. Be not deceived. Bad company will corrupt your good morals. Be not deceived. The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.